Hello. Good evening. It's um yeah, it's the evening before we're about two hours before the time that we normally um air the show and recording the show. So our apologies that we're gonna be slightly late, but nonetheless, welcome to the show. As you can see from the graphic, this is Greg and Jeff give the ha ha. <laughs> I would cla- I, I would clap, but I, I'm holding the phone, so it's all good. Well, very, very I was just yet. using the graphic. <laughs> this right here is a huge effect right here. <laughs> we, so, we spent we literally spent uh, tens of dollars on this. <laughs> if that. <laughs> Yeah, if that. So, for all of you watching, you can close your jaw. We've got graphics for this show. That's all I'm saying. Greg, what have you got going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Hey, hey, Jeff, I hate to... It looks like... I, from your side, it looks like I'm only seeing half of you. Am I only get going to get half I the effort? I understand that. <laughs> it's interesting that you said that because we spoke about that right before we uh, went on the air. But <laughs> okay. we're going to work it out in editing. Okay. Um, we've. <laughs> You'll see the full uh, work. Uh, yeah. See Jeff and all his glory. Extended. Mm-hmm. Yep. And about I halfway a... through the show, I'm gonna stand up and pull my pants down, and then like <laughs> you'll really get to see everything. I'm gonna change yeah. it to uh, uh, Jeff and Greg mm-hmm. give the full Monty or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hear objections in the background. Yeah, that, that was uh, oh, that no. was uh, my wife Jan saying, "Please God, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Jeff and Greg uh, give the full moon. Jeff and Greg give the crescent. <laughs> Jeff and Greg give the fruit bowl. I don't even know what that would entail. Jocular humor. Well, Hunter. Yeah, I know. We're just kind of rambling here, but I think it's cool uh, and all. But like, what's on the agenda for tonight, Greg? What are we talking I, about? I, I think we're going to be talking about, in the world of sports, the seismic shift that has gone on really in the last three years, but really the, the epicenter has come in the last week or so. And that is, mm-hmm. you know, the it has come to pass that the almighty dollar has won. You have college football Basically, looks like a big Chinese fire drill right now. Everybody is scrambling. Yeah. Um, the Pac-10 is no more. Aside, uh, I mean, everybody probably. Yeah, that's really. Keep going, buddy. No, I was just going to say is like everybody is probably already, you know, it's been all over the news, and if you follow sports any whatsoever in college football, essentially. The last remnants of the Pac-12, 
have jumped ship. Uh, you had mm-hmm. Washington and Oregon moving the to the Big Ten. You four had now. <laughs> Arizona and Arizona State and Utah going to the Big 12, which makes the Pac-12 now down to just four teams. And, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. pretty much the buzzards are circling over the re- remaining, was it Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, and uh, Stanford. So, um, mm-hmm. we're nobody wants Washington. Well, we'll get into that. I'm, I don't want to start off the show talking about Oregon and Washington State, or Oregon State, and Washington State, rather. But I mean, it's something that needs to be talked about because I mean, they're. I mean, you know, at some point it's going to have to happen. But I mean, I mean, I think that's like biggest point of all of this right now. I mean, the, we've always talked about college sports about the Power Five at least over the last two decades, and now. I mean, there is no more power five. There's a power really? four. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I think like, I just want to get, I think a good place to start from all this is something that has happened. And I think should have happened a long time ago where, I mean, all these millions of dollars are like funneling into these schools and, you know, you can only do so much with facilities to make it world-class. I mean, these colleges have better facilities than some pro teams have. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, all this money is just funneling into those facilities and those things. But now we have the NIL or um, name, image, and likeness, for those that don't know what that means, which basically means that these college kids can actually get paid for the millions of dollars that, that the colleges are making on their names and their likenesses. And so they can actually profit in it on themselves. They can sell their jerseys, they can do commercial deals or whatever, and like give themselves a stipend or whatever. I mean, obviously the the better kids are gonna get more money than the, the ones that are like, you know, two star recruits that just got a scholarship barely, you know. But nonetheless it all works out. And like the money's redistributed where it should be because football is a dangerous ass sport. And every time you step on the field and run a play, it could be the last play you ever play. So anytime anybody can ever make anything in football at any level that's substantial, I think it's great because they're putting their life and their physical nature um, and, and, you know, for the rest of their lives on the line, every play and anything anybody makes in football, I think they deserve it. Oh, absolutely. That's all I got to say about that. No, I just no, want to no, see what you think about You're absolutely right. And this, this whole NIL thing kind of, and we may have touched on this in the earlier episode, the ball kind of got rolling on that at Northwestern where there was the football team actually tried to unionize and saying that, mm-hmm. hey, you know, the university is profiting off of our name, image, and likeness. And making all this money and all we're getting, yes, it's great to get a free education, but it's so unbalanced. Um, the compensation that, you know, they were, you know, that was their argument. And to be, you know, sure enough, you know, a couple of years ago, it came to pass that finally, you know, made it legal to essentially what was in the shadows. <laughs> For decades, you know, players getting paid, and um, yeah, that's a, and that's the key that, word. Made it legal. <laughs> yes, 
and and not lost in all this is like not only you know do you have the name image and likeness for your star uh star players at these high uh these powerhouse universities but i also believe that the transfer transfer portal also played a part because all right now that you have that with the nil all right if you're a five-star recruit going to you know what's the matter you and you're not happy there and you're not making the money that you think you're going to be, or getting the exposure that you want, you know, you can get a, almost like a get out of jail free. You can actually transfer through the portal to another university and you wouldn't have to sit out a year like in the past. And so yeah. you can just hop to another university um, and sign NIL deals there. Well, you know, the funny that you mentioned that, and I like that too, not sitting out a year because, I mean, I mean, you've only got like five years of eligibility and to, to like make a mark and do something with your athletic career. And I mean, if you're like in Alabama and you're like a five-star recruit and you're buried in the depth chart, like at cornerback and you're like third or fourth string, I mean, you know that you can transfer to like maybe not an equivalent of Alabama, but you could you know transfer to someone like maybe the ACC like maybe Pittsburgh or something yeah. you know not to just pick one of my schools or, and and you're going to be a starter on that team right. you know as a junior as opposed to third string or fourth string and I mean you know you've got to be on the field in order to be able to like have a chance to make it to the, the next level and I mean Alabama is full of people that have the athletic ability to do it but not everybody makes the field so I think it's, you know, that more than anything is going to, like, create a heck of a lot more parity in college football. Um, I, I think both, like, State and Carolina, you know, we're, if we're talking about it, is really going to, like, benefit from the transfer this year because they both teams really filled up a lot of holes on their teams with the transfer this year. I mean, guys, I mean, normally you would have to, like, you know, draft them out of high school or, like, sign them out of high school and develop them for a year or two. And now, you know, you, you have a hole somewhere. You don't, you know, necessarily fill it with a like a five-guy guy that you can plug in place right away. You know, take a guy from LSU that's like, you know, riding on the bench somewhere. But, I mean, he's got plenty of talent. I mean, it, the, the story's going on. I just think it's great for the kids. It's great for college football in, in, in general. Um, that these kids can go where they can play. And so what this means is, is all the best players are going to be on the field, and that's it. You know, everybody's going to be able to put out the best product possible. But the only one thing I will say about that is, is like when kids like transfer one time and then second time, third time, and the NCAA is starting to crack down out a little bit academically, um, you know, because there's a kid right now that like um, is doing a second transfer to UNC Chapel Hill in basketball, and uh, they're saying that his like um, educational transcripts aren't in order, and so they didn't grant him the transfer yet. So, or he's not going to be eligible right away. And and some people have already said it's it's like the college game is turning more and more into the NFL business. It's a business, yeah. And and quite frankly, these and 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 coaches have said this. It's like free agents now. There is no and it's and what you were alluding, you know, you were laying out earlier. It has changed the way 
coaches and recruiters. It, it's changed the recruiting landscape and how you recruit. And you're absolutely right. When you're a coach or you maybe you're a first-year coach, you don't have to beat the trail as much to go out and scout. You can just say, okay, well, we need a linebacker. All right, well, let's look. Instead of going to, uh, you know, like high schools or maybe small colleges and try to recruit there, they just like, okay, well, let's look at these universities and let's see who's unhappy there. Hey, we like this guy. He's a second stringer, but he could start for us. We're going, you know, we're going to, mm-hmm. instead of beating the trail, we're just going to go, hey, if you come for, you know, come play with us. Plug and play. Then you, plug and play and you know if you're good enough then you make your money with the nil and you know everybody at least on the surface everybody benefits but oh yeah oh yeah well well, look i know we're kind of like somewhat limited on um our time tonight and this is probably a subject that we're gonna like to leave to be like discussed later because things change and it's like interest is in crap interested <laughs> interesting as crap to both of us um so we'll probably keep talking and it changes daily but i uh, i think probably uh hunter if you can help us with the slide i think the the best place to start is because it's the thing that's most important to us is the atlantic coast conference and we can take a look at where we are now with the teams and 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 what are we going to do to survive and there's the american athletic conference can you see that? I cannot. Yay, nay. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, going, referring back to the ACC and what all this realignment, and especially lately in the mm-hmm. last week or two, the ACC is locked in. They, all, the, all the schools in the conference have signed essentially a contract saying that they're locked in to the conference until the TV deal runs out in like I want to say it was like twenty thirty six. I mean it's it's a yeah, good it's like ten years from now. Twelve twelve years, yeah. Twenty thirty seven, yeah. I think, is what it is. And or so, six or seven, one or two. And so all the all the teams that are in the ACC right now are locked in, and the exit fees. I think run like $120 million. If you wanted to, you know, if you wanted to leave the conference, it would cost the school that much. And that's just mind blowing. And, uh, and so they've locked all these, the conference teams in. And so they're kind of handcuffed at the moment, but then here in the last week or so, I mean, Florida state, their president has openly said, Hey, you know what, this, the way we're getting revenue and the way we make our revenue from this deal, it's it's not fair, you know. And so he's kind yeah. of thrown down the gauntlet and said that they would explore ways to leave the conference if it doesn't, you know, if it, if things don't improve or the revenue is not more fair. Um, and I did hear a report that the Florida State is actually like looking into, I want, I want to say like J.P. Morgan to try to get the financial house in order so that if they do pull the trigger on that, they would be able to afford to. And 
I, quite frankly, looking and just hearing and, and reading a little bit and kind of getting a feel of, of what all these schools are doing, especially with the, um, um, the, you know, the going away of the Pac-12. Um, yeah, the ACC teams are locked in now, but I think the clock is ticking. I mean, if you're Florida State yeah. and if you're Clemson right now, you're kind of looking – I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, the ACC is a nice conference, but really, if you're talking football, there's only two teams. And that's and the money. Really, I mean, that's the thing. We're not talking about any time. other sport. I mean, for, I mean if, you, if you really wanted to say for the longest time, the last 10 years, there's only been one team from the ACC that, you know, even sniffs the playoffs, the college playoffs, and that's Clemson. Clemson has been carrying the ACC on its back for like the last five, ten years. The last decade. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm Clemson, I mean, Clemson hasn't really come out and said anything, but if I'm Clemson right now, I'm looking, I'm kind of looking at ways to get out of this as well because, I mean, once you get all these conferences, these mega conferences in, Clemson, they're going to have to do so much more to make it to the playoffs. Now, I know the playoffs have, has expanded, but even to get into that, like, top 12, I mean, you look at the conference strength-wise in the ACC in football, and you compare it to the SEC, or you compare it to the, the Big Ten, and even now, you compare it to maybe the Big 12, and you're looking at it, how does Clemson get in? On, you know, on, yeah, they may be undefeated, but yeah, they won against Virginia Tech and Boston College and Duke, and that just doesn't sound good, you know? And now, granted, mm-hmm. in, in time, like we like we were talking about earlier with the NIL and the transfer portals, the parity will come, will probably, you know, come to the ACC, and the ACC will rise and be at that level. But in the meantime... If I'm if I'm Clemson right now, if I'm Florida State right now, I am looking hard at the SEC and saying, you know, you got room for two more. Um, I mean, even Miami. I mean, if Miami, if University of Miami, have ever got back to being relevant in college football, they could be, you know, they could be asking down as well. I, I think right now, yeah, I think the ACC is on borrowed time. I think the clock is ticking. Um, and I think eventually well, let, well, let's talk about like what the, what, what, let's talk about it because I, I should have looked it up before we started talking about it tonight. But the, what we're talking about here right now is that the SEC and the Big Ten have uh, a shit ton of money that's allotted to them from their TV deals that mm-hmm. the other conferences don't have. The other two now Power Five, it's Power Four conferences now because Pac 12 is gone. Um, I mean, but I mean, it's no small amount of money that ACC teams get. I mean, they get like with the current ESPN the contract, ACC network contract, they get just over forty million a year per team. So, like, what does the SEC teams get, and what do like um, Big Ten teams get well, per year from their contract? Well, I think I think the you know the figure for the the figure for the ACC teams 
is more along the lines of 30 mil. And I think the biggest, the biggest grumbling is that the big 10 and the sec there's from what I've been reading in here, there's like, there's, there's a $20 million gap. It's like, they mean the sec and the big 10 get like 50 million per school. And then when we talk about 30 million or 50 mm-hmm. million, each school gets that from the TV deal. And the ACC, the, mm-hmm. even though they signed a long-term contract with ESPN, they're only getting 30 mil. And quite frankly, ESPN is hurting for money right now. I mean, the, they mm-hmm. actually, I was, I was listening and I, and I stumbled across something that maybe a, a couple of years ago, ESPN actually had an offer on the table to the Pac-12 for like 30, you know, for the $30 million for the TV rights. And the Pac-12 turned it down. And then the clock, you know, they just let this, the Pac-12 just let it lapse. They let their TV deal lapse. And then at the last minute, they thought, you know, they thought they had maybe something with Apple, but that, the pre- and this is kind of the catalyst that uh, had you know five teams leaving them in the span of a week. Uh, the presidents were like, "Okay, well, there's two things wrong with it. The the money offered from Apple was like in the range of twenty five million per school, and they thought mm-hmm. they were, they thought they deserved the fifty million along with some of the other Power Five conferences." And so not only that, but it was streaming based, which means Yeah, it wasn't you would have broadcast. To sign yeah. up. Right. And there was there was really I mean, they had projections, but they didn't have anything guaranteed. Whereas with you know, if you sign a deal with the Big Ten uh, network or the SEC network and, and ESPN, that's locked in. You're gonna get this. And because it was you know, uh streaming based and, and uh, subscription based there's no I mean I mean yeah they could if the interest is there they could make 40 50 million but if it's not then it could be less than the 25 million then that they were projected to get and but for, for those reasons that's why pretty much Washington and Oregon and Utah Arizona Arizona State, they said, screw this. You know, it's like, and, and on top of that, they didn't have to pay a penalty to leave the Pac-12 because the TV yeah. deal had expired. They, there was no penalty mm-hmm. for them to do so. So they, if they were going to leave, this was the time to do it. And they all said, we're done. Well, I mean, the ACC, I mean, the Pac-12, I mean, you can say all you want to about the leadership, but that guy was just, in a closet or something somewhere if we're not seeing the writing on the wall there but ACC hadn't had much better leadership between Swafford and now the idiot that's got those ties to Northwestern himself but I'm not even going to get into that but I mean the thing of it is is like you know this year we're going to play college football I mean every all these teams are going to bring millions and millions of dollars in and it ain't like none of these schools are like hurting you know what I mean it's just like what you have compared to somebody else. And so like from this year, from what, the, you know, the Big Ten makes per school versus what the ACC makes per school, it's not really that big of a deal. 
you know, you know, for one year. I mean, it's that not that much of a discrepancy, but if you look at it over the course of a decade or the next 10, 12 years, however long the, the ACC network's gone, I mean, you're talking about like Big Ten, Big Ten schools and SEC schools making, you know, bringing in 100, 150 more million, a, you know, over that course of time than what ACC teams bring in. I mean, when you talk about what you can put into recruiting, facilities, everything else in the world, I mean, that puts you at a huge disadvantage. You know, one year, no bigger deal over the course of a long period of time. That's what makes it a big deal. So, you know, what does that mean on the field? Does that mean that the ACCC can't compete anymore over the long term? Possibly. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, even where we are right now in college football, there's always teams coming from like outside of the power five or whatever that's in the, you know, the, the conversation for a national championship or at least the, the playoffs every year. So I don't think that it's like that big a deal. I mean, it certainly puts you at a disadvantage. There's no doubt about it, but I think the the right thing right now, I mean, you've got, I mean, literally the way the conference is lined up. I mean, in your opinion, in your mind, I mean, what do you think is a more solid conference? Do you think it's the Big 12 or the ACC? Right now? Well, here's the Big 12. Yeah, right now. I mean, as they stand right now, I mean, who do you think is more? Because the Big 12 seems pretty solid, and there's a lot of good yeah, teams in I mean, there. Um, I'll be better, but do you think that ACC is more on stable ground? Because in my opinion, the only thing right now going on with the ACC that's got the, me concerned is how much of a loud mouth that Florida State is being because, you know, we can all say, like, look, we know we're in a pickle, but together we're going to figure out how to make it better. But with FSU out here running their mouth, it's like whatever. And, I mean, I know FSU is FSU. I know in football it's a national brown brand. They have national titles and everything. But, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing that's been going on with Tennessee. It's like, what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? I know you used to be a national contender, but you haven't nationally contended for like 10, 12 years now. In fact, you've almost been a joke over the course of that time. You know what I mean? And it's like, before you can like take this stance of like, you know, you've at least got to show some semblance that you can get back to that level because you're not FSU from 2005. You're FSU from 2023. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of people, FSU fans, longtime fans, I mean, there's, like, you know, the young people that are FSU fans. All they've ever known is FSU sucks in football. You know what I mean? And they're a middling team in the ACC. I mean, if you were, like, started being an FSU fan, started following when you were, like, 13 years old, and you're 25 now, all you know and then has been the joke. You know what I mean? And that's a big deal. That's a long period of time. And I know that everybody's up on them this year and everything, but they've been up on them in the past, just like they have Miami, saying Miami's back. So, you know what I say? Until you're, like, prove on the field that, like, you're that team, then keep your mouth shut and let's figure out how to make the conference better. You know what I mean? I mean, just shut your mouth. I mean, I don't think, you know, I'll tell you the truth, and I'm going to tell it. It's like nobody wants you FSU. There's one team in the ACC that everybody would bend over backwards that have, and it's not FSU, and it's not Clemson. 
and it hurts me to say it, but I know the team that everybody wants, and you know the team that everybody wants. It's UNC. Because you get you get possibly because you get a whole package there. You get a you get a halfway decent football team, a middle of the middle yeah. of the conference. Well, football one that's team. capable. It's no, a national brand. No. It's a national brand. Yes, it is. I mean, well, the I mean, school is. Brand, yes, from Michael Jones. From money standpoint, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, but that's the is like even. Um, uh, it enter, and, it enters the Big Ten into the North Carolina market. It enters the Southeastern Conference into the Big Ten market. I, I personally think that, like, if somehow the Big Ten can get UNC, that would be, like, a match made in heaven. I mean, as far as, like, what we're leading to now, I'm not saying that's what I want to happen because if UNC leaves ACC, I mean, that's the end of the conference. I mean, I'm not – I'm just yeah. saying the I mean, one good thing that like that doesn't concern me now is because the UNC Board of Governors already met and said that what UNC um, cannot leave the ACC and leave NC State in the debunked ACC. So, right. um, you know, if State goes to the Big Twelve or the SEC and UNC goes to the Big Ten, that's fine. But they're not going to let UNC leave state into what the remnants of the ACC is, basically, or vice versa. I mean, if I'm being fair about it, I mean, if state got an invite to the Big 12 and they went, they were not going to let state go unless Carolina's got some place to go else, whether it's the same conference or whatever. So, you know, as far as the ACC goes, I think state and Carolina are in the best spot if they just stick together like they do in. I mean, UVA and Virginia Tech has a lot of clout. They're doing the exact same thing. I think I think UVA and Virginia Tech and State and Carolina as a pair have more of a pull than Florida State and Clemson do. I just really do. I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, I just do. I don't know how you feel about that. I, I, I agree with some of it. However, I, I think... I think UNC. I think UNC. If they were to pull state with them, I think the uh, UNC would probably be a better fit um, financially and competition-wise in the SEC. Because if you think about it, UNC could be a decent middle-of-the-road football team in the SEC, as well as state. Yeah. And on top of that, who what would you prefer? See, who wouldn't want to see Kentucky UNC twice a year in basketball? I mean, really. And if, oh, I mean, yeah. Though, Tell me about it. I mean, that's why I, I, I don't – I foresee I, – I think if UNC and NC State were to come out together, leave the ACC, I think they would be a better fit in the SEC as opposed to the Big Ten. Um, now, granted – I know, don't know. I, I think, like, here's the thing. I think – I know how you feel about that. I, but I think that, like, Carolina and State both in football would have a better chance competing, like like actually competing in football in the Big Ten because there's not as many powerhouses there. And then from a basketball standpoint, I think that they could actually elevate the conference. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. I Yes, and, and I agree. Um, I, I, I 
I do. Well, like certainly in the SEC they could do that. But what did they bring him back in, in football? I think it would just be drowned it out. I mean, the SEC is so drowned it out right now. I mean, there's going to be – when we get, honestly, about five years down the road, you're going to see the SEC standings with the nil now, with the transfer rules now. It's every year the like, east and west is going to be, like, five and two and four and three for the like division champions. There's going to be a lot of parody in the SEC. There are so many good schools. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous now the way they fire coaches and, and like, oh my gosh, I, I can't even imagine the pressure it is on the kids playing and everything in the SEC with so many good schools paired against each other. I mean, you just, it's so easy. I mean, what is a team like Missouri going to do now? I mean, I know they get a lot of money, but, you know, they're just buried. Vanderbilt, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm sure they don't mind the money they're getting either, but no. what are they ever going to do in anything? Exactly. And that's Missouri, Missouri thinks it's lucky stars that, you know, the last time the SEC, before the Texas-Oklahoma thing, they plucked uh-huh. Texas A&M and uh, Missouri from the Big 12 Missouri's got to be thinking it's lucky stars. It's even in a major conference right now. Um, yeah. I, and Nebraska <laughs> getting out of the Big 12 into the Big 10. I think about that. They just quietly did that about 10 years ago. And they're just like, <laughs> right now. And, you know what I mean? But and, uh, and even even more funny than that, it was like Colorado left the Big 12 to go to the Pac-10 for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then they saw it. And they, they 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 jumped back to the Big Twelve even before you know this whole fiasco started. So they were kind of they kind of saw the writing on the wall as well. And and to touch on a point about you know Florida State's you know being a loudmouth, their president, yeah, he he kind of he kind of put his foot in his mouth. But the thing about it is, like he's thinking what uh, UCLA and USC, they were at least able to keep quiet about it because that crew, mm-hmm. when they jumped to the Big Ten, there was really no warning whatsoever. And that, that just that just blindsided the the chancellors and the president of the, of the Big 12. And they were like, oh my God, you know, these two huge marquee schools that have national um, recognition and brand they just left the flagships essentially just left us and I, God, the whoever's the head of the past i think florida state situation because he he yeah left. i think florida oh go ahead i was just, no, saying, I was just saying i think florida state situation in all this you know is the, the fact that the ACC has been so inept in in their dealings of like trying to keep pace with everybody else, and and the like their bite or their rather their bark rather is a lot bigger than their actual bite. They know they can't do anything, but they're frustrated as shit, just like everybody else in the ACC is, and is like, we're gonna raise the shit until you do something, you know. Otherwise, we're gonna continuously say we don't like where things are now. And that's all you can do because there's opportunities and things the ACC can do. So, look, 
like I know we're kind of limited tonight with our time and all, and we know this is something that we're going to have to continue to talk and we'll do like a part two or even part three if we have to. But let's focus for like last 10 minutes or so on like what can the ACC do to save themselves right now? And I mean, I think like you can say it and we can argue it and I don't think it's ever going to be happening. The best thing that the ACC can do right now is get a, the Notre Dame in as a full time football. It. Yeah, I mean they're the, full time and everything, everything else. But I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, how are you going to convince them? I mean, they've got they're an independent in football. They've got, uh, they've got a thing the where they play a contract of four ACC teams a year, uh, and then they get their traditional rivalries and do their independent thing and all that shit. But they're not full-time in football, so they're not in the conference championship or anything like that. So, And, the, um, and, and interject, the main reason why... And they I have their... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to... Inter- I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to interject. The main reason why Notre Dame is an independent in football right now is because of NBC money. If it wasn't for the NBC yeah, money, the, they, they would have joined the Big Ten a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Well, I think the, the ACC is a comfortable place for them because they see where, like, kind of college sports are going and, like, the slip away from academics. And Notre Dame prides themselves from being an academic institution. And, and But uh, you, you know what I mean? So they like those traditional rivalries, like the real, like, college field rivalries. And they can keep the traditional ones they have with USC and some of the Big Ten schools and play four teams in ACC, which, you know, on all those are going to be, you know, they got a good chance to win all of them. But, I mean, what do you hear from there? I mean, they, they there's no benefit. If they join the ACC, I mean, what do you do? Like, I'm going to keep our money, but we're not going to share it with you. I mean, so, I mean, there's no benefit for Notre Dame to do it. And Notre Dame, even in the the background, is pushing for – for the ACC to uh, add, you know, from the defunct Pac-10 now, Stanford and um, shoot, Cal, which yeah. are great world-renowned universities academically. No, no. But well, academically, I mean, yes. what do, I mean, what do you do? Yes, but yeah. they don't bring the dollars in. I mean, but neither one. They don't. They don't bring the eyes. They don't bring the dollars. I mean, it's a great idea. They're great schools, and they would fit in perfect with the conference. But, I mean, your average, you know, you're taking in two schools on the West Coast where, you know, what do you do? (laughs) You know, I mean, everybody in ACC is on the East Coast, and, you know, they're going to have to travel four times a year to the East Coast to play games, and then, like, Mm -hmm. The ACC schools in the middle of the season is going to have to fly out to the West Coast to play some games. I mean, I don't know. It just, I mean, is it going to bring, I mean, who's going to want to see, you know, the featured game on Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock, Wake Forest and Cal? I mean, who wants to watch that <laughs> shit? Nobody. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Nobody. Nobody. And, and, but, and, I mean, there are some cool things. Like, like I mean, like Clemson. At, you know, playing Stanford and like uh, SoFi Stadium, that's something. But I mean, I mean, where's the dollars at? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not. <laughs> I don't there. know. I think the best thing for the ACC is to keep what they've got and keep their options open. 
and just keep pressing Notre Dame and finding ways to get Notre Dame to join. If they can get Notre Dame, of course, they're going to have to add another couple teams from somewhere. There's a lot of areas they can go. Well, not a lot, but there's some. There's some Texas schools. There's the West Coast schools. The Texas schools make more sense to me. I mean, there's Houston you can try to get from the Big 12. There's SMU. Obviously, you can try to get. There's a lot of things that you can do. I just don't know. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I think the ACC have, has basically built a wall, and the Barbarians are at the gate. Um, I think mm-hmm. the only way the ACC can survive is if it gets Notre Dame as a football and and to bring the football yeah. with them. It doesn't it doesn't yep. make any it doesn't make any sense like you really uh, said earlier. Cal and Stanford, no. Yes, they're great schools. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. academically great, but they don't bring the dollars. They don't bring the eyeballs. Uh, good luck trying to get into yeah. the. There's Texas a reason schools. they haven't been picked up already. Exactly, and the the cupboard's getting pretty bare in Texas right now because if you're Houston mm-hmm. and you just joined the Big Twelve and you're getting more TV money than you are, you know, than you would if you would join the ACC, and the competition is better, and you might just make it, you know, into the twelve team playoff. Why would you leave? There's no reason for them to leave. Yeah, and and on top of that. You know, the and granted that the logistics has gone out the window, I know, but with a lot of these teams in the Big Twelve being pretty close regionally, um, it's not that big of a deal for Houston to go to TCU to Dallas to go play TCU as it is for Cal to go to Duke and play or. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, like, and the Big Ten has just said, "Screw this, we just want the money," which is why UCLA and USC, are, you know, get ready for that Purdue UCLA matchup in West Lafayette. Yeah. So, um, the the ACC has painted itself in the corner, and unless they get Notre Dame to bring football with it, I think the clock is ticking. I think within the next two three years, Florida State. And Clemson probably will um, leave, and if they leave, and Notre yeah. Dame is not there, the ACC will. You might as well just make yourself into the Big East, because it's just going to be a basketball school now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Clemson and Florida State has as much leverage as they think that they do. I really don't. I think that the Virginia North Carolina options brings more to the table. and I, I don't know. We can talk about, look, I think we've just really scratched the surface, but I think this is kind of like a good place to wrap up for tonight because I know you've got things to do for tomorrow. And we knew going into this that we were going to have to like talk more and more. So let's, um, let's wrap up for tonight because I mean, I really feel like we've just done an intro for this whole conversation, but you know, we're, we can we're, get back done, to it. We've done a continuing. snowflake on top of a glacier basically what have we done exactly exactly so uh with that said man i'm not gonna hold you up i know you're tired and that you've been working all day but um i want to thank Always everybody for listening um by any means especially with this topic um if you've got comments or questions or things that you want to know or things that you want to talk about as we continue to talk about this topic 
Um, college football isn't everybody's favorite topic, but it's one of ours, so we're going to keep talking about it. But yeah. um, give us a like. Thank you for listening, and um, we'll, we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Yeah.